Welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. Part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am excited to talk about the schedule, which just dropped earlier today. I'm recording this kind of mid-late afternoon, about 3.20 or so. Going to try to put up a quick 40-minute podcast, and then I'm going to go on the radio. So it should be a lot of fun to talk about all of this, but we just got the schedule dropping. It was in the midst, actually, of a friendly match between Serbia and Slovenia, which, very interesting. Nikola Jokic playing, had a good time watching him. Really good to watch Nikola Jokic play basketball. Though I will say it it, it was still a little bit rusty. Definitely not, I think, where he needs to be if Serbia wants to be a medal team in uh, Euro Cup. But either way, very interested to see how things pan out for that. Slovenia and and uh, Luka Doncic was fantastic, of course. Vlako Chanchar actually hit basically the dagger for them, which was pretty cool. We'll see if Vlako can have a, a little bit of a bounce back year after being hurt for much of last season. I'd love to be able to see it. Denver could absolutely need the help in the front court off the bench, so should be interesting to see how that goes. But let's focus now more on the schedule. Let's talk about initial schedule takeaways, what we learned from the schedule drop today. There's a lot of stuff to kind of go through on this, and there's just a lot of layers, I think, to a schedule release. There are some great people online who do a lot of good work in kind of breaking down the schedule, positive residual. If you look that up on Twitter or just in a Google search, they have a great app that breaks down the entire NBA calendar. And so if you're looking for a more detailed look and a visual or two, that would be a great one for sure. My friend Matt Moore at HP Basketball, he also does a lot of great work. He's been tweeting pretty consistently right now all about the schedule. Make sure to go follow him and check out what he says about Denver. But I have my own takeaways and I want to share them now, starting with Denver's opener. They're not going to get to play at home, which is very unfortunate. They are going on the road to play the Utah Jazz. Not necessarily a game to write home about, but without uh, without Rudy Gobert on that team, this feels like a game that Denver could most certainly win. Who knows whether Donovan Mitchell is still going to be on that team? Who knows whether Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, the players that they acquired in the Rudy Gobert trade, whether those guys are going to be on the roster at that point. Assuming that they are, this this should still be a competitive matchup. However, Walker Kessler and Yudoka Azubuki are the two centers that the Utah Jazz are planning to throw out there, I think, in the first game. That's a little bit suspect. That is definitely sketchy. So we're going to see what that looks like in that matchup, but that'll be the first time that Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. are going to get back on the court, assuming that they're healthy, assuming that they play. There should be no reason to think that they won't. Uh, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., they've both been doing work in open runs. Saw some good videos of both of them over the course of these past couple days. Actually, today, uh, got some good video from Jamal Murray. Got some good video from Michael Porter Jr., both looking active, both looking athletic. That's exactly what you want to see going full speed. So if those guys are ready, then they're probably going to play on that day. The next game, 
I was assuming that it was going to be a home game if it wasn't going to be a road game, or if it was going to be a road game in the season opener, Denver's home opener needs to be pretty soon. Unfortunately, Denver's got kind of a unique situation where the next game that they play will be on Friday, October 21st against the Golden State Warriors at Chase Center, which means it's not going to be a ball arena, of course. And unfortunately, Denver, their home opener is going to be on that Saturday on a back-to-back against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So on one hand, you've got a premier matchup in a road game on the front end of a back-to-back. On the other end, you've got your home opener on the second night of a back-to-back. I have no idea what Michael Malone and the Nuggets are going to do about that, because to me, he said, and I believe him when he says this, that those guys are probably not going to play back-to-backs, at least at the beginning of the season. Probably going to ease Jamal Murray, ease Michael Porter into a heavier load as the season goes on, but probably not at the outset. So you've got a very early back-to-back, one of which is tied with or the second night of which is tied with the the home opener, are those guys going to be able to play in the home opener? I think it's an, an open question. So going to be interesting to see how Michael Malone handles it. I'm sure he will be asked those questions when the time comes. But as of now, I would expect that at least one of those guys will be out for the home opener. But over the course of the first 19 games, 13 of those games are going to be on the road. Looking forward to it because in reality, it's actually not that bad of a schedule. Denver's first 19 games, 13 on the road, only two back-to-back, or only one back-to-back during that stretch, really. You have the opening kind of back-to-back in the second and third game between Golden State, Oklahoma City. But every other game after that in that stretch is going to be pretty standard. You're going to get some rest time, two or one day in between and sometimes two, which is a really, really good sign. Actually, there is one back-to-back November 22nd to November 23rd, which is Detroit and at Oklahoma City. So that's actually a good one because if you're Denver, you could probably sit Jamal Murray on the front end of that and then sit Michael Porter Jr. on the back end of that. And you're still going to be fine. You're still going to be okay. And you could still win both of those games for sure. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this kind of breaks down. The Nuggets are in a position where they can get out to a pretty good record at the beginning. Like I said, only three back-to-backs in October, November, and December. That's a really, really good thing. Because you've got close to, I think, 30 games during that stretch. Maybe more than that. So Denver's going to be in this spot where they've got a pretty relatively easy road. Like, you're, you're going to get a lot of road games, at least at the beginning. But then you're going to get a lot of home games in December. Going to get a lot of home games in January and February. March is going to be pretty road-laden for spurts of it. Or at least you're going to get a big five out of five game road trip, basically. But for the most part, this is a pretty easy schedule. It's technically the easiest schedule in the NBA, according to the strength of schedule plus trash, uh, not trash, uh, travel considerations 
from positive residual. Their app kind of has their own kind of strength of schedule, which isn't just based off of record, but it's also kind of based off of uh, travel, whether you're on a rest advantage or disadvantage, things like that. How many back-to-backs are you going to play? Things of that nature. How many miles are you going to travel? Now, the Nuggets are going to travel the most miles in the NBA. A lot of that is geographic, just because of where they're located in Denver. It's not really close to anything, but it's not a big deal because they've kind of counteracted that with the fact that they're not going to play some of the top teams in their conference four times. They'll play those teams three times. Like They're only going to play Golden State three times, I think. Let me just check that and confirm. Yeah, they're not going to play Golden State four times. They'll only play them three. They'll only play the Grizzlies three times. They are going to play the Suns, Mavericks, Clippers, Blazers, uh, Pelicans, T-Wolves. They are going to play all those teams four times. So it's not like they're completely uh, ducking under a lot of teams. But I do think that this is a pretty easy schedule for Denver. It could be a lot worse. And so you've got these various stretches that I think the Nuggets are going to have to take advantage of. One of them is going to be at the beginning of the year where you've got uh, – actually, I'll talk about that in the second segment. Uh, but the easiest stretch is actually a road-heavy stretch in March. It was one that I talked about. You've got five road games in a row. But before that, you've got one road game at San Antonio. You're coming home against Brooklyn. You're going at Toronto, at Detroit, at New York, at Brooklyn again, and then at Washington. Only Toronto really is projected to be a playoff team this year. Maybe Brooklyn, depending on how they kind of react in the wake of the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving stuff. But that's in the middle of March. And Denver has an opportunity to really solidify their playoff spot, their playoff seating, wherever it is. They'll have to do their work early for much of this schedule between October, November, December, but they are going to have some opportunities later in the schedule, and that's probably the easiest one. Now, the toughest stretch, I mentioned October, November, December. January 1st is when things start really getting tough. Actually, it's Right before that, too. Uh, December 30th, they play Miami. January 1st, they play Boston. They have a back-to-back against Minnesota on the road. Then you play the Clippers. Then a back-to-back versus Cleveland. Then the Lakers. Then the Suns. And then at the Clippers again. That's not an easy one. That's a lot of teams that are going to be pretty good. And if I am not mistaken... I think a lot of people would project the Lakers to kind of get back into the playoff race this year, whether they're a seven seed or nine seed or whatever, still be at least a playing team. They're the weakest team and every other team is, I think, projected to be in the top six of their respective conference. So that's a really tough one. And you've got a couple back-to-backs in there that make it a little bit more difficult. So Denver's going to have to get their ducks in a row at that point. Christmas is when things really start kicking into gear. Denver can, like they probably shouldn't fiddle around. They really should try to take advantage of the opportunity that they have early in the year on October, November, and December. 
But when December 30th hits around, or really when Christmas hits, because you're playing Phoenix, you are playing a, a two road games in a row, a back-to-back at Sacramento twice on the 27th and 28th of December. But then December 30th hits, and it gets a lot more difficult because later in January, you've got a three-game bro- – like you've got still matchups against Minnesota and Portland on a back-to-back. But then you've got a three-game road trip at New Orleans, at Milwaukee, at Philly. You come home to play New Orleans again. So January is going to be their toughest month from a strength of schedule standpoint for sure. So they're going to have to lock in some wins October, November, and December. The problem is that obviously you want you want that schedule to be pretty easy so you can work Jamal Murray and Michael Porter into things without making things too difficult. The hope is that they are both healthy and ready to go, playing basically normal minutes by the time the schedule gets tough. They'll still need occasional rest days. They'll still need some opportunities to take some time off, and Denver should be willing to give those opportunities even if the schedule does get tough. But the Nuggets have to be smart, and they have to be diligent and very processed in the early parts of their schedule. Because if they're not, they're going to fall behind and then they're going to struggle to catch up because January, February, March are, I think, their tougher months. They've got an easier schedule at the beginning, tougher schedule after. The home stretch that they have, they have that easy stretch from March to March 10th to March 22nd. Immediately after that March 22nd game, they have a game on March 25th, and they've got a a stretch of three games, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, New Orleans. Uh, It's it's actually mirroring the the stretch that they have in January, where they see Giannis, Embiid, and Zion all in a row, and all of those are at home. So that should be a really fun stretch for Nuggets fans. March 31st, they go on a back-to-back at Phoenix. April 2nd, Golden State at home. April 4th, Houston on the road. Phoenix on the road. Utah on the road. And then Sacramento on a back-to-back to close out the season on April 9th. So that's a nine-game stretch right there where you've got Houston and Sacramento and Utah kind of towards the end of it. But those, like some of those games... Milwaukee, Philly, New Orleans, Phoenix twice, and Golden State. Those are some toughies. Those are, I think, four of the highest projected teams in the conference. And then New Orleans, which I assume is they're going to bounce back because Zion's going to be back. So it's going to be interesting to see how Denver kind of reacts to this. I'm, I'm very curious to see what they do. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to dive more into the national TV schedule as long as some other scheduling wrinkles that I am excited about. We will be right back. But first, this podcast, as you know, it's brought to you by Superbook Sports. Summer is here and there's no better time to make your first bet with Superbook. Along with its usual vast betting menu, Superbook already has a lineup for every pro football game this fall. Plus, when you make your first deposit on the Superbook app or sign up at Superbook.com, They will match 100% of your money up to $500. It's never too early to start thinking about football at Superbook Sports. 
Place your bet and start winning today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. All right, we're back. Big Axe and Roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I know that this isn't the normal time that I record this podcast, but given the friendly that Jokic and, and Doncic played between Serbia and Slovenia earlier today, wanted to watch that, and also just wanted to wait for the schedule because it's just so important. I think that a lot of people, like there's there's definitely this belief that you, that, that you play 82 games. Like there are definitely, like you know the teams you're going to play pretty much. It's just about when you are playing them. But it really does matter. It really does matter where those games are at in your schedule, what days those days are at, and what it means for a team like Denver, which they have their own very special circumstances based off of the returns of Murray and MPJ, how those guys are going to look early in the year is really going to define, I think, what Denver's record is going to be. Because if Denver, say in the first 30 games or so, let's just count real quick. You've got seven in October. You've got 14 in November. You've got 5, 10, 14 in December. So you've got 28. You've got seven. So you've got 35 games from October to December. If Denver's only like 20 and 15 during that stretch, I find it difficult to believe that they're going to get a top four seed in the West because the highest I think they could get at that point is probably 50 wins or so. You're going to need to be better. Denver's going to need to go 25 and 10. They're going to need to go 23 and 12, somewhere around there in order to realistically have a shot to be in the top four, maybe even top two because you want to be having home court advantage as often as you can in the playoffs. You want to have a weaker opponent in the first round so that you can potentially have a quicker series in the playoffs. The wins in the regular season do still matter in terms of the context, especially for a team like Denver. So I think this is important. Another factor that is important, at least to me, and I think to a lot of Nuggets fans, given the the local blackout restrictions right now, is the national TV schedule. Denver needs national TV games, not just because they're a great team, not just because they've got interesting stars coming back, not just because they've got a two-time MVP, but also because of the local restrictions. Denver's fans can't really watch on Comcast right now, and most people have Comcast. So it is a big deal to see that Denver got 28 national TV games this year. That's tied for ninth in the NBA, which is really good. That's actually a pretty impressive mark given where Denver is in the market, in market size, and where Denver kind of is in the pecking order in the NBA. That's about where they should be, I think. It's pretty impressive. Now you've got 12 of those on NBA TV, which does have a local blackout in Denver. So I think you have to pay for um, 
there are certain packages that you can pay on the League Pass. So if you're paying for League Pass, and if you pay for the NBA TV package, then you'll be able to watch those games as well, even if they're blacked out on League Pass for national TV reasons. But the ones that I really want to highlight are the 16 games that Denver's playing on ESPN, TNT, and ABC. Pretty sure the breakdown is nine games on ESPN, six games on TNT, and one game on ABC or so. I think that's what it is. But I could be wrong. It might be 10, 5, and 1. It might be 8, 7, and 1, but whatever. That's a lot of games. That's a lot of games. It was more than what I was expecting. Probably should have expected that much, but it's always nice to see. Like, I think last, like, 28 games is a really high number. Last year, I think Denver had 20, if I'm not mistaken. The Lakers had 55 last year between NBA TV games and the ESPN, TNT, ABC ones, which everybody gets. It's important for the Nuggets to get on national TV as often as they can, not just because of the blackout, but also it's possible that Denver should be being, they should be promoted at this point. If the league thinks that the Nuggets are going to be in the picture at the end of the season, then they're going to do what they can to put them on national TV and get everybody ready to watch Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. in a playoff series and be able to be willing to root for those teams. That's a big deal. I'm glad to see that the league is kind of coming around on that. Now, here are some of the games that I'm most looking forward to. 10-21, second game of the season, Friday night at Golden State on ESPN. We don't know whether Murray and Porter are going to play for that one. I'm not sure whether they would sit on the the national game or they'd sit on the back-to-back for the home opener, but they're probably going to sit on one of those. The other being the Murray MPJ home debut, whether that is going to be on that following Saturday, October 22nd, against the Thunder, or if it's going to be the next home game, which is October 26th, versus the Los Angeles Lakers on ESPN. Either of those would be fine with Nuggets fans, I think. They'd want those guys to be around and playing as often as possible, don't get me wrong. But I think Nuggets fans just know that as long as those guys are playing when the playoffs begin and as long as they're healthy, Denver has a chance. Denver needs to be able to get to the playoffs with those guys. So they will sit them at some points, whether it's more early on in the season or if it's just staggered throughout, remains to be seen. We will learn more about that on Media Day. But here are some other games. I mentioned the Lakers on October 26th on ESPN. Next game is November 16th versus the Knicks. Uh, That's actually my brother's birthday, so that should be very interesting. That is a Wednesday night. December 6th versus Dallas. That's on TNT. That should be a very fun game. Matchups between Jokic and Doncic should be getting that promo. Weirdly enough, Milwaukee and Denver don't have a national TV game. Giannis versus Jokic, I think, should be on TV. You've got the Embiid versus Jokic game, 
which is on January 28th, that's on ABC. That's a game apparently during Rivals Week, where the league is now starting to feature teams on national TV that are rivals against each other. And so Denver doesn't really have a rival, but the one that's most contentious is actually the individual matchup between Jokic and Embiid for that MVP matchup, but also between Nuggets and Sixers fans, which I wrote about this on Tuesday, that that's a top three rivalry for the Nuggets, despite the fact that they're in the Eastern Conference. It's wild. It's definitely wild. You've got that matchup. That should be fun. Kind of going backwards here. You've got the Phoenix matchup on Christmas on ESPN. That is in the late block. We didn't know which block it was going to be, but it's going to be 8.30 Mountain Time, final game of the Christmas slate. That's actually probably the best time for Nuggets, uh, for, for me specifically, but also for Nuggets fans, just so you can spend all the time with the family during the day. Then you get to wrap it up with a nightcap against the Phoenix Suns. That's the first matchup against Phoenix of the season. After that, you've got December 30th versus Miami. That's the return of Jimmy Butler. Some of the fake tough guys on the Miami Heat roster. Markeith Morris will not be a part of that group, which is unfortunate, but he's still looking for a job right now. He might end up with the Clippers. There was actually rumor that he would be playing with his brother, or at least had some interest playing with his brother, but they don't really have a roster spot for him. After the December 30th game, you have January 1st, New Year's against Boston. You have January 5th against the Clippers. You've got that Philadelphia matchup, as I mentioned, on January 28th. You've got a home-and-home between Minnesota and Denver on February 5th and February 7th. Those should be really fun matchups. The second one is on TNT. That is a Jokic versus Gobert and Towns. That's Anthony Edwards versus Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray. D'Angelo Russell also versus Jamal Murray. A lot of fun matchups there. Should be very interesting. After the All-Star break, which runs uh, final game for Denver before the All-Star break is Dallas on February 15th. First game after that is a road game against Cleveland, February 23rd. After that, the next games that I'm more interested in, 325 through 330. I mentioned this before. Giannis, Embiid, and Zion all come to Denver in a row. At this stretch, so like, let's talk about this real quick. If the season kind of goes how we think it will, where Denver, they start racking up wins, they kind of go through some rough spells here or there, trying to get guys on the same page. But as everybody gets more healthy, as everything gets more cohesive, you start playing better. You might not win as many games during January because it's a tougher schedule. February, kind of the same deal. March, you've got a tough three-game stretch to open with Memphis, Toronto, and Chicago. But then you've got that easy stretch, as I mentioned. At San Antonio, home versus Brooklyn, who may be without Kyrie and KD. At Toronto, at Detroit, at New York, at Brooklyn, at Washington. If you can rack up some wins during that stretch, then the momentum coming back in those kind of final nine games of the season is going to be so fun. 
the hope is that through 73 games, Denver's seeding is basically all wrapped up and maybe they're deciding whether they're going to be the one, two, or three seed. That would be the goal if you're the Nuggets. The hope is that you're not still fighting to avoid the play-in. That would be bad. It is on the table, I would say. You don't like, there's, there's a lot of good teams out west. You've got the Nuggets, you've got the Clippers, you've got the Suns, you've got the Warriors. You've also got the Mavericks, who were the four seed last year. You've got the Grizzlies, who were the two seed last year. That's six teams right there. You've got the, well, Utah's kind of out of there, so they're not going to be the, but you've got just a lot of teams, I think, that could push Denver kind of down into that play-in area. The hope is that Denver kind of stays above water, doesn't have to worry about it, but you want to get as high as you can possibly go, as I mentioned earlier, so that you could get that favorable schedule. But we're going to see. We're going to see how they do after that uh, 325 to 330 stretch. You've got that back-to-back at Phoenix on 331, and then you play at Phoenix again on April 6th. So that's twice in a in a week span that you play Phoenix. Now I wonder if those games are going to mean something or not because assumably Denver and Phoenix are kind of around the same record at that time. They've only played twice at that time, so maybe they're like if Denver let's say they win the first two games against Phoenix, then they've got 2-0. If they go into Phoenix and beat them in that first matchup, then it means the second matchup doesn't even matter from a tiebreaker standpoint. However, it still might matter from a record standpoint. So both of those games I would expect to mean something. You're also playing Golden State during that stretch too. So going to be a lot of games towards the end of that schedule where Denver's going to have to do something that means something. Hopefully they stay above water. Let's take a final break. When we come back, we are going to talk about whether this is actually a good or bad schedule for the Nuggets. I'm going to give my reasoning. We'll be right back. We're back. Final segment, pickaxe and roll. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's wrap up this discussion by talking about whether this is a good or bad schedule for the Nuggets. I tend to lean good for the following reasons. There are benefits and detriments kind of to everything as you look at what other teams have to deal with, as you look at what the Nuggets have to deal with. But there are benefits and detriments to pushing some games later in the schedule, having them earlier in the schedule. If you're road heavy early, does that mean you're home heavy late? Not necessarily, kind of as the Nuggets are really figuring out. But I do think that at this stage, the Nuggets have a pretty favorable schedule. They have reasonable travel early in the year despite being road heavy. Like I mentioned, you've only got two back-to-backs. During the first, we'll call it 30 games of the season, that's almost unheard of. It's going to be more difficult when January hits. That's actually a very tough part of the schedule, but there are some easier games 
kind of mixed in there. But I do think that if the difficult stretches in January and in March, if those are where the tough games are, I think the Nuggets would take that. Because like we mentioned, the Nuggets kind of need to warm up. They need to get to a place where they are playing their best basketball in the middle of the year and then kind of later in the season. October, November, and December, they don't have to play their best basketball in order to rack up some wins. You can be a little bit weaker during those times. It's not ideal. Like You'd rather be really good. You'd rather be just rattling off wins in a groove, feeling yourself. Now, you don't want to peak early. That's actually something that Matt has talked about, Matt Moore. And I tend to agree with them that there are times where you should be peaking, but the NBA schedule is just so long. You've got games that are occurring in seven different months, mostly November, December, January, February, March, five big bulky months. They've still got games on either side of October and April. They've got a long playoff run, assumably, if you're Denver. You're hoping that it's long anyway. So Denver has to have these patches of their schedule where they can rack up some wins, but you don't need to be perfect the entire time, which is why you'd rather the easier stretches be early for Denver so they can get their legs under them, and then maybe they can just win against tougher teams when it comes to January, February, March, April. That's what you want. But here's what I would say. They've got 12 back-to-backs which is tied for the fewest in the NBA, though every team is within 12 and 15. So it's not like Denver's being like super favorable here. But here are the games that Denver has against the elite opponents in the NBA, which is I, I classify these as the top 10 teams in the NBA. I would call Denver one of those teams. So here are the nine other teams projected top five in each conference. I'd have the Clippers, the Suns, the Warriors, I picked the Grizzlies as that fifth team in the West, Denver somewhere in there. And then in the top five in the East, you've got Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Miami, and I picked Toronto. Of those nine teams, among those teams, the games that Denver has against elite opponents, they've got one of those games against that, uh, that segment of teams in October. You've got two games in November, three in December. Six in January, four in February, and six in March, and then two in April. It's a relatively even distribution. Of course, it's skewed, I think, to the back end of the schedule. But I do think that that's what Denver would prefer. You need time for Murray and MPJ to get going. They'll have some moments early in the season where they look like themselves, but you don't want to play them 35 minutes in November. You'd rather play them 35 minutes in March. You're going to have to at some points. But it's a pretty even distribution, though skewed towards the back end. If you're arranging these games kind of in order of when they fall on the schedule, one game after the other occurs twice in January. What I mean by that is you've got, actually, you've got Miami and Boston playing back to back December 30th and January 1st. Then Denver's going to play Phoenix and at LA Clippers, January 11th to 13th. You've got another game where you're playing at Milwaukee and at Philly, 
January 25th, January 28th. So Denver's going to be, like January's a tough month. There's no way around it. Denver's going to have to really get themselves into gear by the time that month rolls around. You've got that also once in February where you're playing up. You're playing Memphis and the Clippers on February 25th and February 26th that are back-to-back. You've got it six more times, or not six more times. You've got it one more time in March, and then you have a trio to end the, that stretch. Where you've got Milwaukee and Philly. And then you've got at Phoenix and, and Golden State. There's going to be some tough stretches in there in January and specifically in March. But Denver should mostly feel good about this schedule. If they are an elite team, they will figure this out. They will prove to everybody else that they deserve the credit that they are getting. And they'll have a lot of opportunities on national TV, especially in January. Like they've got five games on national TV in January, including a matchup between Jokic and Embiid, including two matchups against the Clippers, who Jokic plays pretty well against. Got a Minnesota matchup. It's uh, Jokic versus Gobert and Towns. Denver's going to have a lot of opportunities to play against some pretty good teams. I'm looking forward to it. I think the Nuggets should be pretty happy about how this is going to go. And if they are elite, then they will have an opportunity to break 50 plus. And I think they will. That is going to do for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate all the love and support on the program. I'll be back. Going to post on Friday a podcast that I'm going to record with Harrison Fagan over with SB Nation. He's been fantastic. We're going to talk about video games. We're going to talk about the Lakers. We're going to talk about the Nuggets, of course. Should be a lot of fun. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Talk to you guys very soon.